Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coffee Break Conversations, Season 1, Episode 4. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee Break Conversations. This week we're speaking to Coffee Break learner Nicole from England, whose love of the Italian language began back in 2015 after a trip to Rome. What I enjoyed most about this interview was firstly Nicole's enthusiasm and determination to learn Italian, but also her awareness that even if you don't speak a language perfectly, there are always ways to make yourself understood and that making mistakes is the best way you can learn. We hear more from Nicole about this in her interview, as well as finding out about her experiences attending a language school in Florence and her love of Coffee Break Italian. I hope you enjoy this interview too. Let's hear more from Nicole. Nicole, you're very welcome to Coffee Break Conversations. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Mark. So have you, you've said grazie mille, so that obviously gives us the indicator that you are learning Italian. Yes. How long have you been using Coffee Break Italian for? Um, I've been using Coffee Break Italian for about a year and a half, two years. I started learning Italian um, because I found it very interesting. I, I liked the sound of Italian. I liked how, how Italian, how the language in a way moves. In in a in a sense, um, I yeah I, I I just really like Italian. I like the culture, the people, and the food is quite a big uh, part of why I learned Italian. And uh, just how it how how Italian sounds, it's really interesting. It's um it's very clear. Like everything that you say is as it is. There's no pronunciation challenges in a sense, in that uh, when you when you see a word, you know how it should be pronounced. Yeah, mostly there are some exceptions, obviously, but yeah. Okay, now I believe that when you and a friend went to Rome uh, a few years back, you ended up. Mm. Um, well, there was a a shopero, wasn't there? A train strike. Yes, there was a train strike, and where we were staying was quite far from the center of Rome, um, so we had to improvise. <laughs> When you go on holiday, you always expect the unexpected, so that's what we did. And we went to um, the train station, and we realized there was a strike on. So then, okay, we thought, how are we going to get home? <laughs> and there was a bus station opposite the train station, so we went to the bus station, and there was a bus driver there, and I very badly <laughs> asked him, do you know how we can get to where we were staying? Um 
obviously he didn't quite understand what I was trying to say. I mean, he understood, but he didn't understand in a sense. Um, then he kind of gave us slight answers, and I, 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 I got the gist of what he was saying. Um, but it was quite a challenge. <laughs> but then afterwards, we we ended up finally getting home, and yeah, that was that was a a kind of turning point for me because it made me realize that okay. Wow. Uh, even though my Italian was really broken at that point, the fact that he could understand a little bit of it meant that I was doing something good. So um, that made it seem like a small triumph for me. I think you're absolutely right because it's when you get these little rewards when you've managed to see what you're trying to see or someone has understood, that's when you think, actually, yeah, I can speak this language or I can make myself understood in this language. Yeah, I think it is as important to have those small kind of connections with people as it is to learn a lot about a various topic or a grammar point so yeah and I think and the small moments are just as important absolutely totally agree I totally agree Okay. Um, now, can I ask you how you first came across Coffee Break Italian? How did you find out about Coffee Break Italian? I downloaded an app called TuneIn Radio, and it is this platform where you can listen to all kinds of radio from around the world. And I looked, I searched in the search engine to find podcasts, um, and I found your podcast. So that's kind of how it kind of came about by accident. It wasn't something I was technically looking for, but but I'm glad I found it. <laughs> You've changed my perspective of learning, um, which is which is really nice. And so many of the things that I've learned through Coffee Break Italian has helped me whenever I get, you know, whenever I go to Italy, a different part of Italy, or, or go to a certain place that I like to go to in Florence. I try and remember those small scenarios or those small, like, little phrases that you or Francesca would say and try to keep that in my head so it does so I always have Coffee Break Italian in my head. Excellent. Nicole have you had the opportunity to to visit Italy many times have you been on vacation there for example? Yes I've I've visited Italy quite a few times actually Um, the first time was when I visited with my friend in Rome that's kind of where I found my first love for Italian language and the Italian culture and people and food and everything. And then um, last year, I spent three months in Italy. I went to a Italian school um, due, uh, because the year previously I had quite a tough year, so I chose to go to it. It seems most people want to escape to Italy, which is not mm-hmm. a bad thing. <laughs> and um, I went to Italy for three months. I spent two months at a language school in Florence, and then I traveled around for a month. Um, and it was it was really a eye opening experience because you don't really know somewhere until you live there, and living there on a day to day basis, going to school every day, having a like I would go to school at nine o'clock and then finish at one and then have the rest of the day to myself to to use what I learned at school to then put it into practice in the outside world. Now, obviously, no one in the outside world knows I'm learning Italian, so they just expect that. Your Italian's either really good or they want to improve their English or they'll talk to you in English, which is quite frustrating. But, but you know, you obviously have to persist. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, my Italian wasn't that great, but I could, I, 
I could get around it. And that kind of, our teachers used to tell us, if you don't know a word, find a way around it. Find a way of, of explaining it in a different way. So you keep your, your speech flowing. You're learning Italian with Coffee Break Italian, but have you had other experiences learning languages in your life? Yes, I learned French a little bit at school, um, at high school, I mean, and uh, yeah, my teacher said I was pretty good. I was always very nervous. Um, at school, I was always quite a solitary child, so to learn a language was quite a eye-opener for me. Um, I didn't I didn't keep up my French, but maybe after I feel comfortable in Italian, I'll use coffee break French, so <laughs> I, I, I get to keep up my coffee break love <laughs> in another way. <laughs> well, there there are many episodes of Coffee Break French that are just waiting for you when you're when you're ready. <laughs> Excellent. And do you feel that having learned some French even back in school, uh, do you feel that that prepared you in any way for for learning Italian? Is there any crossover between the languages as far as you've you've been aware? I don't know if it prepared me. It just made me curious. And I think it's nice as a learner of whatever language you're studying is to always be curious and want to learn and and obviously also want to make mistakes because obviously there's a really nice Italian proverb um, that 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 says like by making mistakes you learn so um yeah no I definitely think it did it did spark a certain sense of curiosity um obviously I, I came to Italian quite well I can say late because you can learn any language at any age but but it does help when you're younger and I wish we had had Italian at school because I probably would have been fluent by now. But um, yeah, I definitely think that it did It did help. It did spark that kind of curiosity in me. Excellent. Okay, we're going to take a short break now, but we'll be back in just a moment to find out more about Nicole's experience learning Italian. Here at Coffee Break Languages, we provide a whole range of materials to help you take your next step with learning a language. We offer free podcasts in a range of languages and also full online courses with video materials, lesson notes and more to help you make faster progress. Just search for Coffee Break Languages or visit coffeebreakacademy.com. Now, before we started recording, Nicole, you were telling me about the fact that you actually have a speech disability. Yes. Can you tell us a little more about that, if you don't mind? Yeah, sure. I started stammering when I was five, about five years old. Um, it happened through a, a childhood trauma, and uh, it's been a part of me uh, since then. It affects me not only in, in, in a language like Italian, but it affects me also in English as well. So I find it kind of difficult sometimes to talk and I mean I'm sure other people all have that moment where they they kind of trip over their words and and they and they get flustered and stuff like that but for someone who stammers and there's a lot of stammerers out there in the world we we have that every day and it's not something that we can control obviously I'm talking quite fluently now but there are some words or syllables that will trip me up so I have to really actually know myself and know that no matter what happens I have to get through it even if I have to write it down. That's why I always carry a pen and pad with me everywhere I go. Because even when I'm talking in English or Italian, 
I, I can write pretty well in Italian actually, which is actually helpful. But it, it definitely is a challenge every day. But because people don't see it, unless they start talking to me and they'll see it, they just assume that um I I can speak fluently, which is not the case. But I mean, I, I as much as I said, it's a hindrance. It also help because it it makes you appreciate the the value of not only being able to talk when you can talk, but also being silent. I think it's it is really nice to to have just peace and quiet and just just be one with your thoughts. And I think there is a voice. We all have a voice, and we all express our voice in a different way. Just because I might express mine with a little bit of a stammer doesn't mean I don't have a voice. So I, I, I think, and also, well, one of my favorite films is, is The King's Speech, okay? And to have a king who stammers, oh, it's amazing. Because it's like, it doesn't affect, it can affect anybody at any age for whatever reason. But it doesn't make you any less of a person. So to me, it's, it is part of me and if whoever I meet accepts it, it makes like me. So, yeah. One one of the things that I found absolutely fascinating was the fact that you you've built um, methods to help you, particularly when you're speaking in Italian. You mentioned about bouncing in words or letters or something like that. Yeah. So. Um... Most of the time, people always say, oh, you shouldn't use the subject pronoun, you know, because it can be quite redundant, but it helps me. Um, if I can't bump, if I can't say, like, a certain syllable, like the letter P, for example, I will use the subject pronoun to bounce on that word. And, you know, most people don't really mind. As long as you can get your message across, they don't really mind. But, um, yeah. So for our listeners who who perhaps aren't learning Italian, um, in, in Italian to say, for example, I speak, you can just say parlo, but you can also say io parlo, meaning I speak. And so what Nicole's saying is that she can use that io as a as a as a tool to help her get to the parlo. Uh, and I think that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't use it all the time because sometimes I am quite relaxed so I can just say what I want to say. But sometimes when I know that I'm going to struggle with that with that certain word, I do use that subject pronoun to help me. And every little bit helps, you know. So <laughs> I definitely think that it's something that, like, regardless of what people say, if it makes you feel comfortable and it helps you to be more, be more relaxed and fluent and calm, then why not use it? I mean, nothing is wrong. Not, nothing is ever wrong in language. Indeed, indeed. Excellent. Can I ask you um, a little more about Coffee Break Italian? What is it you like about Coffee Break Italian? Oh, what don't I like about Coffee Break Italian? <laughs> um, I just love the, I just love how, how informal it is. I always feel whenever I'm listening to an episode that I feel like I'm in the room with you, Francesca, Isla. I always feel like I'm in the room. It's really cool because whenever you got you to, especially you and Francesca, joke about things, it feels like I can understand the joke, so it's quite funny. And I always laugh out loud. Like People must be thinking, what are you laughing about? Because <laughs> they, they don't understand, but it's really interesting to kind of be the kind of fourth person in your podcast. It's nice. Well, I, I've got one question for you um, with regards to the podcast. Um, would you ever put chicken on your pizza? 
Um, would I ever put chicken on my pizza? Hmm. No. <laughs> I'm with Francesca on that one. Francesca will be really proud of you. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh my god. When when she said that, I thought she was gonna have a fit because <laughs> No. You didn't hear what she said to me afterwards. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, Nicole, just before we finish, we've, we've got a little bit of a quick fire round for you here. So I'm going to ask you some of your favorite things. Um, and I'd like you just to, to say the first word that comes to mind um, about these things. So first of all, I, I think I know the answer to this one, but what is your favorite language? Italian. Do you have a favorite word or phrase in Italian? Salve. Ah, okay. Why salve? I just like it. I just think I just think it's. I don't really say ciao very much. Um, when I when I heard you say salve, I was like, oh, that's really nice. That's like a nice, more kind of not not like formal, but it's a step up from ciao. So yeah. it is it is nice to have. And I usually say that and good morning. So I have a little phrase before I even start talking. So yeah, yeah it's really interesting. Yeah. Excellent. Do you have a favourite film or TV show or a book or a singer in, in Italian? I do. Um, Il Postino is my favourite film. Uh-huh. And my favourite artist, Italian artist, would probably be Andrea Pocelli. Ah, lovely. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, and uh, a favourite destination to practice your Italian? Probably Florence. One final question, and that is, where would your ideal coffee break be, and with whom? Probably with you and Francesca. Um, in <laughs> in, uh, in Florence. Yeah, I think that would be my ideal coffee break. Perfetto. Well, Cole, thank you very much indeed for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, and we hope that you continue to enjoy Coffee Break Italian. See, si, thank you. Grazie mille. Grazie mille a te. It was great to chat to Nicole and hear her story about how she learned Italian. I really liked when she said, it's nice, as a learner of whatever language you're studying, to always be curious and want to learn and want to make mistakes. And for me, I think that sums up this episode very nicely. What Nicole's teacher said at the language school she attended in Florence was really important. If you don't know a word in the language you're learning, try to find a way around it and think about whether there's a different way to make yourself understood, because there normally is. Nicole's comments about appreciating the value of silence and being a good listener were also really important, because a lot of focus is often put on being able to speak a language, but actually listening and taking in everything around you is just as important. We hope that you've enjoyed this interview and took something away from it that you can relate to or learn something that will help you continue on your language learning journey. Grazie mille again to Nicole for taking part. We'll be back with more Coffee Break conversations very soon. Until then, thanks and happy coffee breaking. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2020, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2020, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.